I love like bright colors like this. This sweater, it's, it has like Oreo on it. And like this is like one of my favorite sweaters <laughs> oh, of cute. all time. It's like very understated for photography and uh, like video, but I yeah. love it in real life. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm saying yeah. all this, and I feel like I'm pretty understated. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Andrew, like you guys are no, so passionate. No. Like, <laughs> you're, like, you're 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 at a pod. You're doing a podcast recording. You don't need to show <laughs> up for us. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, um, like. yeah. Like Paul Tompkins is like a guy. Like in quarantine, he's kind of like settled down a little bit, where he's like kind of like wearing a little more casually. But like, I like kind of like feel bad for him of just like. Every time he goes outside, he has to put on a suit. Like, he, I'm, but it's uh, for him. He loves it. He probably loves it. But like, you know, for me, I wouldn't want to do that right. because oh god, it's probably hot. It's like I have to wear a hat, you know. And it's like um, in Los Angeles too. Like he's wearing like a freaking tweed jacket in like <laughs> 110 degree weather. Yeah. Like, must you do this? Certain days, that's real. I rough. love it. I love it. It's real yeah. rough. <laughs> I I like um so. The thing I want to do with myself, because I'm like developing, I'm like slowly but surely honing my fashion sense and like, you know, finding things that finding things that fit, finding things that make me feel good, you know, and make me feel like I look good. Um, But like I I eventually would love to um, find the outfits, you know, like where like the Steve Jobs thing of just like wearing or like a cartoon character where they just like wear one thing. And then that's like their thing. And like, it's like the reason he did it was like decision fatigue, but it's also just like efficiency. It was just, I don't have to think about that. Um, I think like, um, so I'm trying to find, like, I think hopefully over time I'll try to find what that is. Like I have like three of these like Coca-Cola shirts and stuff like that. And um, I don't know. I think it's fun and stuff. Um, but speaking of fun, this is going to be a fun episode. Of I've been meaning to listen to that. And we're going to talk about it right now. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago. Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to <laughs> amazing transition i i have not that seen a good. better one yet Andrew. that was really yeah. good yeah thank you thank you uh welcome to i've been meaning to listen to that the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests i'm andrew ambrose lee i'm michael Lamentato. and uh sean can make it today um he's feeling under the weather uh we really miss him um and uh but you know Fuck him. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you, Sean. You're a good guy. Uh, we miss you. Um, but like, and you add so much value to value to the show. But like <laughs> backpedaling from saying, fuck you, Sean. Interesting. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like uh, we in, in the meantime, we got a good um, substitute surrogate for a little bit in our guest. Um, she's. <laughs> Friend of the pod. She is a um, she is a writer on Talking Tom and Friends, and she's written for Hello Giggles and many other publications. And she's also the host of a Friends podcast. 
best of friends with Jamie Woodham, please welcome Aaron Mallory Long. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most exciting introduction I've ever gotten. Like I earnestly (laughs) wanted to like cheer. Like I was like, yes, I'm amped now. (laughs) Me. Here, actually, like I feel like that intro wasn't like good enough. Let me try again. So um, here. Erin Mallory Long's a writer. She wrote for Hello Giggles and hosts of Friends podcast, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Jamie Woodham's there, and we have a good time. And, wait, shit, fuck. Oh, th- never mind. <laughs> I lost the track because it's an instrumental track, and like, um, it usually helps to have like the guys sing along, like, but like it was, go- I was trying to do Aaron Mallory Long is the guest today, or something like that. But <laughs> like, I don't one. know if you've That's heard this good. podcast before, but he sings the Friends theme song at the top of every episode. So, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I tried not to do that today in order to not embarrass myself, and I didn't just then. Uh, <laughs> hi, Aaron. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Like, you know, this is such a great time already. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing the show. It was like, it's such a privilege, such an honor. Let's just get straight into it. When we asked you to do the show and when we asked you to talk about Evermore by Taylor Swift, you your response was, yes, this is the greatest like request of my life. Thank you so much. Like, I would love to do it. Like you were so jazzed to talk about Taylor. So like, what is your, what is your history of Taylor? What are your thoughts on Taylor Swift? Um, all of that stuff. Like we, we would love to hear it. Um, I love Taylor Swift. The first time I ever learned about her was when one of the, you know, probably one of the first times she was the musical guest on SNL. I happened to catch it. I didn't know anything about her and I was like, Oh, she's cute. I like her. I literally looked up how old she was and she was born the same year as my brother. And I was like, oh, they should get married. (laughs) And that's like, (laughs) that's like where my pea brain, I'm, I'm making it sound like I was 10 years old when this happened, but I wasn't. I mean, it was like not that long ago. You're 21. (laughs) Yeah, I'm exactly 21 right now. So it's like, it was just like, it was just such a funny, funny reaction for me to have. And then I just sort of started following her and I was like, oh, I like her. She's good. Oh, wow. I can't believe she writes these songs. This is so great. There's a certain subset subset of, you know, Taylor Swift fans, obviously. Like I was a Tumblr kid too. And it's like on Tumblr, you can go down rabbit holes of like reading you could, you know, of Taylor Swift theories. And now it's like, I'm in the TikTok world of like, I get a lot of Taylor Swift theories on my for you page and stuff, but I've never, I just like dip my toe into that part of it. Like I really just like, it sounds stupid and I am not trying to sound like a band aid in almost famous, but like, I'm here for the music. Like I just, I earnestly think that she like is a really good songwriter. Like I like listening to her albums. I like her music. And so it's just, there are highs and lows for me of her albums, but like, I just overall, like really like her music. I really loved folklore. So getting asked to talk about this, I was like, this is very exciting. Um, just because of that. What is your favorite, uh, non 2020 Taylor Swift album? Great question. Um, 1989 that's is so my favorite fun. one. Same. I, yeah. I think that's the same. I, yeah. yeah. It's just it's pretty immaculate. It's pretty unimpeachable. Yeah. Just like, it's just top to bottom 
Like it's in, it's definitely in my like top 10 albums of all time, just 1989 straight up. Like I could listen to it front to back constantly, you know? Um, I just think it's really solid. I totally agree. It's a really, really, really solid album. There are no, no like bummers to hit. Like when you hit it where you're like, I want to skip, want to skip. I think for me, I, I love speak now like as an album, but it does have some skips. Like I will admit, but that's my, my top one. I just wanted to get that gauge because favorite Taylor Swift album is very important. It tells you a lot about people. It is. It really does. Like really quickly, like going back to a point you made about, I'm just here for the music. Basically. I think that's actually really cool. I think that actually is probably a healthier way to consume music, you know, because you get there, there's like, our show and like kind of the antithesis of this show a little bit like oh just like because we get so much into like their career and get so much into like you know speculation of like oh who but like i think it's like honestly i think that's a probably a healthier way to like consume music just like and also just like to avoid you know speculating too much on like what you don't know and like what you don't know exactly about just like I think it's like such, I think that's a great approach to like consume music. It's just like taking it, just taking it for what it is. I think that's such a great thing. And like putting the baggage aside, like I think that's because also like Taylor has a lot of unfair baggage too. That's like a big thing about her career, you know, a constant thing. Exactly. And it's like, she obviously, she plays with the audience. Like she plays with people and she adds in stuff and she does things where it's like, she does want you to count that there are 13 things in the back of this picture or whatever, you know, like she, she fucks with people and she does play with you. So it's like, I like that aspect of it, but like, I can't, I don't deep dive into like this one word means like whatever, you know, like I don't don't care about that. Secret lesbian. (laughs) Right. Like all lesbians are. (laughs) Right. Like, I love that. I love that for them. I like, I love reading those theories. (laughs) Like I really do, but I'm just, I'm just like, well, probably not, but like, I like it. Like I'm on board. Let's have whatever wild theories. I'm just not going to get too upset about them. Those theories make me laugh because it's like what gay person who knows they're gay has ever kept it secret and like leaves Easter eggs for their gayness, but won't come out. Like that's cuckoo. <laughs> like <laughs> cuckoo coo. Yeah, that does that. <laughs> that spin on it makes it seem like, well, that's insane. Like no one's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I have to go home to my partner. See ya. <laughs> like w- weirdo Taylor Swift. Like you live in 2020, not 1920. Uh, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. What about you, Michael? Like, what is your like history and like impressions of Taylor Swift? So I like I have like a rocky back and forth with Taylor Swift. Like I love dun, her. Dun, and then dun, I- dun, 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 you drink a bunch of eggs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. I punch, <laughs> I punch meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, because hate uh, is going to hate, hate, and just like you're punching like beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, shake it off. Someone, it like, off. by the way, like an audience, like an audience member of this show, please edit, like, you know, the Rocky montage to like a Taylor Swift song. Like, yeah. please, I want to see that. Like, dun, dun, I'll pay you five dollars. I'll Venmo you five dollars. Life was a willow and it bent right to your wind. Yeah, I'll Venmo you five dollars if you do that. So, so you're not doing free labor. But yeah. But I, 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 re- I remember like being in middle school um, and like listening to like, you know, 
teardrops on my guitar or like come in with the rain or forever and always and being like, oh, my God, no one has ever like experienced human emotion like this, like and like pervade it so clearly to me. Like, I mean, obviously, it's not like, <laughs> you know, like perfect poetry, but I, I've loved it. And I think she has like a really good grasp on songwriting. I think where I struggle with her is her public persona and her always like, like, you know, there's so many, so many things cast onto her. And there are so many things that she perceives as being cast onto her. Like, you know, in this album, even in Willow, she says like, uh, you know, they count me out time and time again. And I saw a tweet that was like, Taylor, literally no one is Who's counting you that out. To you? Like, <laughs> like, no one counts you out, Taylor. Please stop. You've made it. You did it. Like, and that's kind of how I feel. Like, I want to get into um, what you were thinking and what you were kind of like expecting of this record when Evermore came out. So Folklore came out five months ago. Like, how are you guys kind of how do you folks kind of feel about that like how do you folks kind of like you Aaron said you liked it I love folklore yeah it's we've listened to it my husband and I have listened to it like 25 times you know in a month you know what I mean like we just we put it on all the time um so we've listened to folklore a ton so I was like really like when when it was like oh actually I'm just dropping another album I was like super stoked about it like very excited about it um and so it's weird because I think in a way Evermore delivered exactly what I expected, which is like folklore part two. But I think what I wanted was like a Carly Rae Jepsen B-sides album. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's like I wanted like, no, still like all the good stuff, like still all bangers. <laughs> like, and I just feel like, like Wait, Evermore what, what, isn't exactly that. What bangers on folklore are you referring to? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but the bangers of flo- folklore, you know, like the. Um, <laughs> August. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Betty. Um, <laughs> I love Betty. Oh, my God. Yes, Betty is a banger. Betty is my favorite song on that album but no I mean obviously not literal bangers but you know like the the high points of that album like I wanted yeah I wanted like I literally wanted Carly Rae Jepsen b-sides I mean I am obsessed with CRJ so much and it's like she puts out a b-side album and you're like okay all of this is amazing you could have written 20 hundred albums of this one thing you know that's literally why i started this show like that's the only reason is to like let people know that like <laughs> I, I saw an interview once with Kylie ray jepson did you know that she writes over 200 songs for every album which i'm like that's so imagine being that prolific couldn't be me couldn't be I, me it, it couldn't be me at all and and they're all great i mean it's just there's something that feels i know we're supposed to talk about taylor but there's something that feels so effortless about crj like just everything is just fun and good nothing is a skip like there are no skips ever like i'm just like great like let's just keep going we i saw her in concert last year three times like it's just like yeah, me too i saw her in dallas and she not three times oh but my yeah. gosh she was she played every it was like Every song you want, she yes. played. Like she, she had like a twenty-five song set list. I was like, "Thank you." She did store, and I was like, yes. "I love store." <laughs> I know it was it was incre- it was incredible. The very first one that we went to, it was the opening of her tour. It was down in Anah- Anaheim. 
I didn't go with Kevin T. Porter, but I like we ran into each other and then we spent the whole concert together. Yeah. Friend of the show. So we spent the whole concert together uh, just goofing off. Oh, man, it was just the best the best night of my life with uh uh yeah so five months later after folklore she drops evermore and she just teases it like the day of you know then like a few hours before it comes out like oh by the way like a new album like just like kind of like um and uh yeah i guess like what was your kind of headspace when that kind of dropped like when that news dropped like what was like what were you kind of feeling at that time i folklore i actually got kind of tired of i felt like it needed a little bit of editing i'm so sorry i know you love it but i think it's too long for me i also am like a like a charlie xcx like big fan like i like like high tempo like that's what i geared towards so it's really hard for like i just feel like a lot of folklore kind of like blends together for me. Like it's like, which is the point of it. Like, it's like, you know, like a fireside album kind of like, you know, it's a fall. All, it's a lowercase album. Like, yeah, all the, yeah <laughs> it's like lowercase font out record. Exactly. Basically. But like, I love the last great American dynasty. I love Betty, you know, I, you know, I have favorites from it that I returned to. So I was like, okay, if this is folklore B sides, like, mm, Mm -mm. like this is not gonna do it for me like mm -mm. Mm -mm. i'm not gonna like it. Also, so like I, uh, michael <laughs> opened his phone and saw the news i was like mm -mm -mm. <laughs> i actually i threw my phone on the ground cracked it had to get a new one and then i invoiced it to taylor swift she has not paid me back yet but we'll see we'll see so rude. um I know very, but i also think taylor swift has really bad like single picking abilities oh my god oh yeah 100 yes. yeah i think oh cardigan i'm like why would you pick cardigan as the single from this album like me is oh me is, is a horrible me and you need to calm down like honestly i don't usually love her singles but you know you hope it's going to be like shake it off and like you'll put it in the context of the album and you'll be like it's fine like Shake It Off really like yeah, yeah, yeah. works for me seamlessly. And I did not care for it as a single. Those two songs, I was like, nope, take them off the album. Like, I would benefit from those being removed. Like it would be better if they weren't on this album at all, because the other songs on Lover are decent, but I don't want to listen to them because I don't want to have to hear me. <laughs> Like, uh, and the other songs on Lover make more sense as a transition into folklore, I feel like. Yes. Whereas like me and you need to calm down are like, oh, I could do pop too, sweeties. Like, oh. listen to this. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, sweeties. we don't want yes. that from you, though. Like, I know. And she's like, yeah, need, uh, I know Todrick Hall. I love yes. Todrick Hall. And it's like, we don't love Todrick I have Hall. gay friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, it's Antony from Queer Eye. Don't you guys think he's hot? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. stop. Oh, my stop. God. <laughs> that that song, it's like it's become a, it's like such a running joke for me where when it's on the radio, I like I get so I, I like get mad and I turn it up <laughs> yeah. and then I just scream it. <laughs> And so it's a lot of me like screaming like Shane never made anyone less gay. <laughs> like like to be It really sounds like you hate it by singing aloud, <laughs> singing along as loud as you can to the song. But it is because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> like it's so it's, it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> yeah. They they like um they uh cut the, the funny thing about that song is like um 
in the in not uh you need to calm down but me there's there's a little section where like hey kids spelling is fun and like in the single version but in the album version they cut it out and it's just the drums going just like they're like covering up their shame <laughs> like just like, it's like my favorite all-time taylor swift edit which is in her first album uh uh, uh woo, picture to burn it used to be, uh, that's fine. I'll tell mine you're gay, by the way. But now it's like, that's fine. I hope you don't mind if I say, <laughs> like, now that's what it is. But I'm like, I'm like, I love that's fine. I'll tell mine you're gay. Like, it's homophobic, <laughs> but I love oh it. <laughs> like, I hope in the re records of, like, I hope in the re records that she does, she'll include that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bring back. <laughs> she I, I'm like, that. <laughs> Be homophobic again. Make make Taylor Swift homophobic again. I have the hat. Let me find it. Oh, oh my god. So okay. So Wait, like, I hope that's not the clip that goes on Instagram. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it has to be. Um, but um, what's it called? Um, so when I, 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 I had the same feelings as Michael too. Of just like I was not looking forward to because I liked folklore. When we record, when we reviewed it for this podcast, I gave it a nine or something like that. And now that I look back, I was like, it's probably an eight. You know, it's probably an eight. You know, I, I, I wanted Eliza Skinner to think I was cool. Um, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and that's how I did it. Um, but like the idea. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, a nine? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta I gotta put him in Earth cool. to Ned season three or whatever. Um but um Ooh, I'm Eliza Skinner and I think you're yeah, cool. I, I was like I was not looking forward to that folklore side B. I was like and I was a little tired of just like I was like, oh more of this. And when I listened to it for the first time, I was kinda like, okay, like because I did wasn't listening to the lyrics. I was like, oh, this is nice, you know. But like it'll all wash together. It was like very subdued and underplayed in a lot of ways but now that i look at it now that i read the lyrics and i and it's kind of grown on me i think it's one of her best works i think this is one of her best works like she's ever done and like it still feels like a transitionary step it still feels like she's like kind of leap like kind of in between like the two rocks of like the pop world and like you know mature art artiste you know that, that like might go down in history more so um, like a, like a Bruce Springsteen or whatever, just like kind of like, Oh wow. This song, the song, right? Like, and just like, um, so yeah. And it's like also like a totally, di- it's a different record. You know, I think if she put out evermore, like if she didn't put out folklore and she put out evermore, just like, Hey, here's evermore. This is my record it would like no one would really be like this is incomplete like you didn't th- i feel like there's something missing it feels like a complete thing or to like in of itself in my opinion i feel like that's how i feel about folklore like i'm like this is all i need i got betty i got <laughs> like i do like betty i, I mean i'm not I, I i really like the record i really like the record um and uh, i'm glad betty hey, exists um, <laughs> you're cracking me up. You've you've gone. I love folklore because of Betty. And then later on, 
Also, guess what? Still love Betty. <laughs> the best. I just love that song. It makes me happy. Like, why is this album even named Folklore? <laughs> Please rename the album, Kayla. The album is just Betty 12 times, 13 times. <laughs> Betty, 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 Betty. Repla- replace me and you need to come down with Betty. <laughs> I'm lover. Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, get into uh, let's get into themes, highlights, lowlights, and the rest of the record right after this break. Dat, da, 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 da. Welcome back to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the show where we listen to albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. Uh, Aaron Mallory Long is here. Aaron Mallory Long, by the way, great three namer. Thank you. you. One of the greats. One of the great three namers. Aaron Long. Like, but like uh, in in the meantime. What are you going to do with that? that? Who's that? Who is she? <laughs> who, who is she? That's yeah, no so boring. Hire that. Exactly. Uh, who 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 is she? <laughs> <laughs> um but um, welcome back to the show. Um, thank you so much, Aaron, for showing up. This is so much fun already. Um, but like, let's and uh, let's get into um the themes of this record. Like, let's get let's get into the themes of Evermore. What do you feel are the themes of Evermore? A cabin. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really. Like that's the overarching braids. Theme. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, Drinking wine. A French flannel. braid, flannel, <laughs> like a mug of some hot drink. <laughs> mm, totally. It's it's very, very storytelling. Like it's a very much a storytelling album, like folklore. Like it's like, okay, the, the theme of this song is I broke off an engagement and the family hates me now. The theme of this song is uh, you have hair that falls down your head like dominoes. Perfect analogy. Not going to rewrite that one. Uh, you know, it, it, every song has like a, a thing she wants to say, basically. Like it's I don't necessarily know if it's all tied in together per se. Yeah. And it's like the I watched the, um, you know, the little documentary they did that they released for folklore about like making the album and stuff. And so it's like it's interesting to have them talking about the storylines that they're making in folklore. And then some of them like. Obviously, I assume like they, you know, kind of continued into this. And I do think with someone who like has such a public persona where everyone's like, is this about Harry Styles? Like it's it's refreshing in a way to like have these two albums where it's just kind of like, these are cozy fireside songs. Like just, it's fine. Just like, these are imaginary stories. Like mm-hmm. have yeah, fun. Totally. Totally. So, uh, th- I watched the, uh, interview with Zane Lowe, uh, Taylor Swift and Zane Lowe, Zane Lowe, one of the greatest inter- like interviewers of musicians, you know, I think he's so great. Um, but like, um, this is an immediate reaction to folklore. Like they made folklore and they're like, okay, we're done. And then like uh, Adam Dresner and Jack Antonoff and like all the people who worked on the, like, all right, that's enough. And then like, um, and then uh, Taylor was like, they, she saw the reception to folklore and she was like really uh, touched by the reception of it, of the idea that people were enjoying a record where she wasn't talking about herself in an, in a direct way in of the way of exactly what Aaron's saying of like, Oh, this is about Harry Styles. Like, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then, but also, but she found always making it autobiographical autobiographic, like was unsustainable and on like not good for her mental health and not good for her relationship, all that stuff. So folklore was that experiment of like, can I, what if I like, 
approach it like a short story writer or like a director where if, even though it's my story, I am, you don't assume that the main character is me, you know? And that, but also that's a way for me to tell personal stories still, you know, cause I can, because by virtue of telling it, it's personal, but then also like I can access emotions in the past and then put them into these characters or just talk about something that is interesting to me through the, this story. No, except for, of course, the two secret out songs on both albums that are about her being a lesbian. So uh, <laughs> watch out for those. Yeah, that's true. That's that is canonically true. Obviously, besides <laughs> those. Uh, yeah, besides those, it's storytelling. <laughs> Except, of but course, like her being a secret like a- lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are a few of them where it's like, um, what's it called? Um, there are a few where it's like pretty directly about her. Like, it's like um, uh, the one about, um, what's it called? Invisible Strings, pre- pretty clearly about her. And like, uh, what's it called? Um, there's also like, but also, um, what's it called? Marjorie and... Um, the uh one about her grandfather track 13 of folklore um is about her like still it's kind of about her too like so there's not it's not a complete like departure necessarily um so yeah like the other thing is the other themes i'm noticing is like it's a lot about endings like it's a lot about like closure it's all a lot about like the end of relationships and like the end of like friendships or whatever this record and she also said that folklore was spring summer and evermore is autumn winter like kind of that season like but i also see it as folklore is youth it's about betty is about like a young person you know betty is about like and like just like the dramas of like being young and stuff like that and like um you know autumn is kind of about that and just like um uh all that's a lot of the record is about being young and her looking at back at being young and evermore feels more elderly it feels like she's like leaning into her age a little bit of just like, I am 30 years old. You know, I have regrets and I'm going to tell a story about like sad old people with regrets. <laughs> Feeling elderly is a wild way to say that. Like it's definitely more mature. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Wary, mature. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this um yeah <laughs> she's like yeah. she's like you don't like track three werther's originals or track five <laughs> where are my dentures <laughs> yeah uh. Uh. Ovaltine. shout out to Ovaltine. yeah by the way this episode is sponsored by Ovaltine. yeah just uh, you want chocolate down milk? and remove your frown or whatever do you want like chocolate whatever. milk but weird and grainy <laughs> drink Ovaltine. <laughs> But like it tastes gross. Cool. Uh, and it's grainy. <laughs> Is it good for you? I don't know. <laughs> like, <Ovaltine. laughs> um, but yeah, any other themes of this record you're kind of picking up on? One thing I want to admit. Uh, to you both right now is that I am terrible with um, song titles like <laughs> especially like when I listen to albums like all in a row I'll be like I don't know what that song is called like I I have like three tabs open just of like the songs on Evermore so that I can be like uh which song is it oh my god I can't remember I like tried to take notes about things because I'm just so I am just it my there's something in my brain I can't I can't make it work I'll be like did I like this song and then I'll be like oh yeah <laughs> I totally I, I I have to write out don't like don't like do like do like yeah, like yeah. every song song name yeah 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 <laughs> yeah also just like 
Um, one more theme I'm noticing though is like you know because Taylor Swift is with her new partner Paddington basically, and um, <laughs> um, but like she's with uh, Joe Alwyn, like a British guy, and uh, she seems very happy. So like, it's very, it seems strange that like she would write so many sad songs about like heartbreak and like sad, like, you know, regret and stuff like that. But I think it's like, she has a line in uh, one of the songs where she, she's talking about like having a bird's eye view of this stuff. And then, so it's more her talking about like, so looking at past experiences now that I'm in a happy place, looking at past experiences through like a more mature lens of just like, and then also channeling it into this, you know, channeling into her art. Yeah. Just like, all that stuff. I think that sort of makes sense to me. I think I think when you're when you're somewhere and you're more stable, you're able to look back at things and sort of realize what was going on or what you were doing and sort of have like a better view of the situation. So I think it makes sense and I actually do think that they seem to have a very stable relationship just it's like, oh, he's still around like wow. And not even not even in a in that like sexist way that everyone talks about Taylor Swift, like dating too much as if like every male who's a celebrity doesn't date a ton, but you know, just in a, like, it, it, it seems like it's trying to be kept secret. It's trying to be kept for themselves, their relationship. And I think that that can only mean like healthy things. Um, I thought it was so interesting that she revealed just straight up that Joe was the co-writer on some of the songs from folklore. And then of course came back forevermore. I thought that was going to be one of those like cheeky mysteries, like forever. So in the doc, when she's just like, yeah, I'm like, Joe just wrote this one. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> like Taylor, you're saying this out loud. Like, this is so unlike you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's obviously to throw us off that she's dating Joe, because as we all know, <laughs> Carly Claus actually wrote them. So yeah. it's, it is well, kind of weird. But like, like putting that aside, it's kind of funny. The idea of like, you know, if they're in a healthy, strong, good relationship, Joe Alwyn writing these like caught, like they're almost like I read it somewhere like they're caught playing like a sad couple. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah like, totally. The idea of just like, Check check this out. Just like you wouldn't know, that, wouldn't that be cute if we were this sad? Wouldn't that be cute if we broke <laughs> out? Wouldn't that be cute? <laughs> totally, um, that's funny. But yeah, um, so let's get into um, let's get into highlights though. Like um, let's get into songs that we like, or or even just like um, moments or uh, features of the album that you enjoy. Uh, so Michael, we turn to you first. Okay. Uh, I love Willow. I think it's an amazing lead single. I think it's the best one in albums, literally in albums. Uh, I think it speaks for what the album is. Um, it like is one I like to listen to. Like it's like a good single by itself. Like I don't have to hear the whole album, which I think is like a good opening track. Um, and then I don't necessarily have a lot more to say other than I really like it. I like that it's a little bit more up tempo. Like it's got like a like it's like fun, you know, I also like nobody, no crime. Uh, I, it gives me that like Carrie Underwood. I murdered my husband. Yeah. Kind of vibe, which I love Carrie Underwood. It's a side of country that Taylor didn't. Right. do. Yes. yes. In her young age. Yeah. You know, 
in her young younger because that'd be like, weird she didn't when do you're like, 17 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't wait to murder my husband that's, yeah. that's like a unique take she does a, a, a cover of goodbye earl <laughs> can't wait to murder my husband can't, can't wait to murder my husband and or wife mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> Secret lesbian uh, wife. By the way, we we I ha- we have to wait till marriage to yeah. murder. Yeah, well, you have to. It's um, the, that's the Christian way. You can't murder a boyfriend. Uh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, you got to have a promise yeah, ring and everything. That's crazy. Like, I'm gonna murder you. You don't want to. Like, I gotta wait till marriage to murder you. You don't want a serial style podcast made about you. That's why you have to murder your husband. Your husband, don't murder your boyfriend. No, absolutely. that's me. That's me as like a like a conservative grandpa in the future. Like, don't murder your boyfriend. <laughs> just murder your husband. Only husbands. I will say. I will say. Like, this is no body, no crime. Is very quarantiny of just like the idea of. Uh, first of all, it's her most like kind of imaginative mm-hmm. song of just like hopefully a fictional scenario. Although like <laughs> there's like a there's clearly there's a joke on TikTok TikTok or something like, like that of just like speculating that like Harry Styles and like um uh Taylor Swift murdered someone. <laughs> like they they ran someone over with their car. <laughs> um but which is I don't I hope is not I true. I don't think it's true um, at all, but that's exactly like, my thing where I don't think it's it's I think it's a I joke. It's a like joke. it's kind pretty sure it's a joke. <laughs> but like the I I hope this isn't like a Chris D'Elia thing of just like him playing a child molester <laughs> yes. like, Oh my god. <laughs> this will cover yeah, my tracks. Like, oh <laughs> like, no. My only problem with that song is I wish Haim had more of a yeah that's literally you know that's, me too. I wish they had a verse that's literally what I was gonna say uh, that I wrote down I like I think they're very talented but I think they're underutilized they sound great yeah. they sound great in it like um and like especially because Esty's literally in the song it's like my friend Esty got murdered by a guy you know it's like those are know? actually the exact I wish, I, 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 that's so weird yeah. <laughs> now, yeah I I have her notes app and stuff like that like there was like but I wish it was something like Esty is like Esty Heim is like yeah i was murdered by my husband that was pretty bad but i'm a ghost yeah, you know, yeah. stuff like that that's beautiful <laughs> like, yeah i wish there was something you know but i like the shield like uh one of the other sisters going like shields with me dude it's like so funny yes, yes. yes. yeah the i really do part. like it i think it it has a lot of character and it's cute I have one more highlight and then I'll pass it off to you, Aaron. I really give her the talking stick. Yeah, you can have the conch show after me. (laughs) Uh, I I love closure. I think closure is very fun. It sticks in my brain. I don't know. I I think it's cute. It's insightful. It has like an emotional like spin to it that I relate to. Like I I I see myself in the song and I think that's part of why I return to it. So and I like the chorus. I think it's cute. I just really yeah. like that song. So those are my main highlights. I, I, I like uh, I really like closure. I like the bony Varian instrumental of just like how weird it is. Like the just like them, like, you know, uh, like bashing a trash can around or something like that. I was like, yeah, that's a beat. Um, <laughs> like the idea of just like, I think it's such a mature view of endings, you know, ending a relationship, ending like, you know, sometimes it's better to just like leave sleeping dogs lie, you know, of just like, you don't have to like every, well, the both of you can just move on and like not revisit it and go like, man, that was messed up. Wasn't it? <laughs> like, you don't have to do that all the time. <laughs> like, um, sometimes it is helpful, but like, sometimes it's better to just like, you know, move on and just like let each other live. And like, maybe it just causes more pain if you just like, you know, 
dig it up again. Yeah. I don't know. That's my thoughts on that song. Uh, Aaron, like what's, uh, what are some highlights for you? Okay. Can I first briefly talk about my low lights, which are. Yeah, please. Yeah, let's do it. Any, any song that isn't just Taylor or Haim, except, (laughs) (laughs) except I do like, I do like the titular track. I do like Evermore with Boney Bear. I do like that song, but otherwise it's like anytime a guy is singing on this album, in particular, for some reason, I just kind of like, mm, I don't like it as much. But like the, um, the, on pop heads, like it's like the Reddit uh, board, um, when they're on the, <laughs> someone wrote like the male voice scared me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like funny to call Matt Berninger from the national, the male voice. You know? I think that's maybe part of it too. Cause I just, I admittedly like, don't listen to the, the national, like don't really like know their music or anything so i'm just kind mm-hmm. of like i just found myself like Ugh. like no offense to him don't attack me but you yeah. know like i just kind of was like ah, i don't want this it's sort of like in like well god the reference i was going to make was goo goo dolls specifically but like you know it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like when not the lead singer of like a rock band takes a song and you're like mm, gross like <laughs> like you're not. i just insert name here yes yeah, yes, like, yes yes <laughs> i just want the lead singer like i don't want to hear your voice no offense but like can you please yeah. just sing back up like bad anyway yeah highlights coney island is my low light it, that that is yeah, my absolutely exactly. my low light. It's just me too kind of I, my eyes kind of glaze over on that me one me too which sucks because i like coney island the place uh, I just don't enjoy that. Song. <laughs> you would think you'd like the song even as much as you like Coney Island, the plays. I, I like Coney's the, the, the dish of just like a hot dog with some chili and cheese on the, it. That's pretty the good. The dish. That's me <laughs> when I go to, uh, I'm, I'm in the Sonic line. I'm like, uh, can I have your finest <laughs> delicatessen, please? Your dish. Can I have? That's my uh, favorite Sonic dish. <laughs> tater tot. Yes. Mm, uh, fabulous dish today. <laughs> it's like the uh, key and peel com- guy, or just like the Continental <laughs> yeah. Airline guy. Yeah. Just like <laughs> compliments to the Sonic chef. <laughs> the Continental Breakfast uh, sketch. Oh my god, that sketch is so good. It's the funniest. I, I love. That's my oh favorite my sketch god. of all time. It's so it's good. really um, funny. It's really funny. But what are some highlights for you, Aaron? Okay. Like, yeah. So one big highlight for me is Champagne Problems. Um, yeah, I really like that song and it has, I don't know music terms. I apologize. You know, um, <laughs> arpeggio, <laughs> yeah. quarter notes. <laughs> Hope this helps. I'm like, quarter, I, quarter, half note, quarter, quarter, half note. Yeah. I used to, <laughs> okay, are you rushing music. or dragging? Yeah. Uh, it has just such a Taylorism in it. Uh, the part that's like one for the money, two for the show. I never was ready. So I watch you go like it's just that there's something about the phrasing of that, like the lyric, the music of it. That's just such a like, oh, this is a Taylor thing. Like, LOL, this is Taylor doing her Taylor thing um, that I really like. Like, I, I, I don't find it offensive. It's just comforting. And I'm like, great. Um, so I, I really enjoy that song, um, mostly for that. Yeah, I, I think like Adam Dresner, like, um, you know, because like, um, I think the reason why this, the songwriting is so good on this record is because she's trying to impress her heroes. You know, she loves the national, she loves Boney Bear and she's like trying to impress. She's, she's being pushed to like, you know, her songwriting, like to be like a, 
I, I like, yeah, but also, yes, there are Taylorisms in it. You know, Eliza Skinner, when she was on the show, like she had like, you know, the three Taylor thing, the things to know if it's a Taylor song of just like, you know, mentions fairy tales, you know, mention has like a modern turn of phrase and also clothing. Like those are the three things. And like, but like the, this has very little, there's a few of them every so often. Like there's like, you know, down the rabbit hole and just like, and occasionally like sometimes my criticism with the record is like sometimes like when she makes a modern reference, reference will take me out of it. Just like I'll come back like a nineties trend wink. It feels like, yeah, but like, um, but there's very little of that in this record. Honestly, there's very little uh, like overt Taylorisms. Yeah. Like that. I, just like, she, she has like a lot of crunchy analogies to me. Like, like I mentioned that earlier, like uh gold rush when she says, what must it be like to be grow up that beautiful with your hair falling down your head? Like dominoes. I'm like, I'm like, who thought of this? Like, right. that's not ever a, that's not a thing, right? Like, it's not a thing. It's so straight. I, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, champagne problems. One of my favorite songs on this record of just like great storytelling, just like painting the whole picture of like, you know, her, you know, her potential husband to be like her boyfriend, like celebrating with his family and being like, yeah, like your sister splashed out the bottle. Now nobody's celebrating, you know? And then just like the, it's a God tier bridge. The bridge is so God tier of just like one of the best bridges she's ever written. And just like, I would love, like she, I think this would be so great at like a stadium or like when quarantine's over of just like everyone singing and being sad and being, but also joyful. Or just like she would have made such a lovely bride was shame. She's fucked in the head, but you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up your tapestry that I shred. That's so good. Like that's just, it just that's like, good. It falls into place like dominoes. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Oh, See, I yeah. get it now. It's good now. It's <laughs> good now. I don't understand things it's unless it's like dominoes. Otherwise, I yeah. have no idea what. Can yeah. can I insert a totally like goofus thing that champagne problems <laughs> makes you think of? Yes. You know how Taylor yeah. Swift and Drake. Katy Perry. Yeah, <laughs> you know how Taylor Swift and Katy Perry had that like long-standing feud. Katy Perry's album "Smile," which came out this year, which to very little avail, has a song very called good. "Champagne Problems." I, I think it's a good album, but it has a song called "Champagne Problems," and I think it is such a like gag <laughs> to me that the, yeah, that this is so much better than that. She's reigniting the flame. Yeah, like, yeah, she's like, all right, we beef it now. I have nothing to do in quarantine. <laughs> now funny. here's my champagne problems. Uh, uh, hamburger Katy Perry. <laughs> I know we hugged once, but French I French fries. You know? yeah. This is um, over. It you know what this reminds me of? Like the like a goofiest thing this reminds me of. It reminds me of like my favorite part of the um not the folklore documentary, but the um the one before, like Miss Americana, that one. Like there's a moment in that documentary where like, you know, they're like fighting against the record label or something. And then she's like, she pours some champagne and like with her, her and her manager manager. And she's like to the revolution. <laughs> just like <laughs> champagne problems. <laughs> yeah. It makes me <laughs> champagne like, problems, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> clink, clink. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Highlight for me. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, by the way, like let, uh, any more highlights for you? Like, what are some more highlights for you, Aaron? Though? OK, well, just just real quick. Um, I really like Tis the Damn Season, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, it's also like I mean, it's like realistically, what have I been listening to? It's like 
Christmas music and folklore um, and now evermore. So that's like my <laughs> whole 2020. Um, the perfect Venn diagram. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as we were saying, I really love nobody, no crime. It's probably my it's probably my Betty. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably my Betty. Um, and but I also really like um long story short. Um I don't know why I latched onto that, but every time I was playing the game of like, wait, what song is this? I like this. It was long story short. I don't know why. I don't have any reason for it. Um yeah. but those are my high points. Long story short is definitely her most classic tailor, like pretty like you know, she she that was the one where she says, I'm going down the rabbit hole down. Da, 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 da. You know, that that is very tail Like that's a yeah. very Taylor melody, too. That's probably why I'm just, you know, I'm a sucker for uh, I'm a sucker for that, for consistency. This is the damn season's really great. I like that it's connected to Dorothea. It's like kind of the Betty uh, August, whatever that song is, that um, cardigan trilogy. Like that's like the connection. That's the thing they do here. I'm just like the the Taylor Swift cinematic universe kind of thing. And like I think like she also says she also says like um they, it's not connected, but they all went to the same school, <laughs> which is I think is funny. Right. <laughs> like you, right. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, but um, the one I really want to talk about though is uh Marjorie. You know, that's my highest highlight. I think it's like so it's a tribute to her grandmother, and um. Once again, another God tier bridge of just like it's about her wishing she got to knew her grandmother more because everyone else is saying so much of her. There's so much of Taylor's grandmother, a Marjorie in Taylor, you know, and so she's saying, like, I should have asked you questions. I should have asked you how to be, you know, should have asked to ride down for me, should have kept every grocery seat because every scrap of you would be taken from me the idea of just like because like i think definitely think of my grandmother that way of just like like i visit her and she's like oh hello sunny like she doesn't sound like that but like she's like very nurturing and very like oh the grandma you know but then like it's like oh she's a full person she's a rich life richer than me definitely you know like just by virtue of living more life and like experiencing loss and like you know, uh, dreams and hopes and like, you know, sadness and all that stuff. And like, just like, and then her bringing her back to life, not just by writing a tribute song, but also by literally having her grandmother sing the end, you know, her having her, there's like, she found her mom found a clip of her singing opera and like put it at the end of the song. And it's like, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's just a rich textured work. And it, it like, it ties really nicely with like folklore too, of like, mm -hmm. cause track 13 is about her grandfather. So I love it. Yeah. I really, I really like Marjorie. I mean, also not to brag, but my grandmother's name was Marjorie. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like also about me. Actually, her first name was Francis, but she went by her middle name, which was Marjorie. Yeah. So I was like, mm, yeah, this is about my grandmother too. So uh, <laughs> not to brag, but my grandma's name is cowboy like me. So <laughs> sorry about it. <laughs> My my grandmother's name is Teardrops of My Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, my, oh but, my. <laughs> no, got? I'm not. I uh, know it was okay. my grandma. My grandma's name is. That's fine. I'll tell mine you're gay, <laughs> but I decided not to. <laughs> 
Well, too bad. Um, <laughs> um, let's quickly go through lowlights. Any lowlights in this record? I, uh, like I said, Coney Island's just boring, you know, to me. Um, Cowboy Like Me, like, I'm sure it's good. The thing is just like, you know, lyric, I just like, first of all, it might just be, I didn't have enough time to look at it as much as deeply. Um, but it was just like, it's in the middle of the record and like the, the album kind of starts and finishes so well that like, it's kind of just like, Oh, just another one. Like, like, like DJ Khaled once said another one, you know, um, <laughs> major key. Yeah. Keys, keys, keys. Um, Congratulations, you played yourself. Um, but, um, <laughs> no, no more. <laughs> I run on my treadmill every day. This is my personal chef. <laughs> and no one likes your mysterious albums. <laughs> I think people play this in the barber shop. <laughs> um, what an awful human being. Um, so evermore, <laughs> evermore, the the track I think is kind of boring and just like. Um, I, I think closure is such a good closure to the record. You know, I think it's such a nice ending point. And like, um, I don't see what the song, I don't know what the song is. Maybe, maybe it's also, maybe it's cause I didn't really have enough time to like look at it as much. I'm sure I might like it more if I, it might grow on me, but like right now it just kind of didn't make an impression on me. Evermore. Yeah. I, I, I'm just not a big bony bear fan, which will like, you know, get you canceled easily. But I just I just don't it just doesn't do it for me. Uh, it's it's like five minutes long. A five minute long song is like, oh, my God, like especially because I like closure so much and it's three minutes. It's like also like I feel like it's very Taylor Swift to end an album with the song called Closure. Like it just feels like that would be very like he he he. I did this like. At the, 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 no. the, the, this track might, might as well have been called another one, you yeah. know, <laughs> featuring <laughs> DJ Khaled. <laughs> now that's a collab. No, no. <laughs> uh, but like, um, really, <laughs> what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, uh, but uh, so it just drags for me. It's it's slower pace than closure too, and like like you said earlier, Aaron, the features aren't as good as the ones just with herself. So. Yeah. Well, uh, really quickly, though, um, we're going to uh, turn to a new segment of the show where a uh, friend of the show, Edgar Montplazier, you know, will talk a little bit about this particular track evermore because it has Boney Bear on it and he's a big fan. So we're going to turn to our new segment, Bone Edgar, right now. Click. What's up, everybody? This is Edgar Montplazier doing a special review of the song Evermore by Taylor Swift and Boney Vare for the I've Been Meaning to Listen to That podcast. Evermore. Here we go. Okay. Hit and play now. I'm hitting play now. Oh, my God. There's a deluxe version. I'm going to hit play right now. Oh God, what the fuck am I doing? I don't want to listen to this fucking song. I fucking hate Taylor Swift so much. What am I doing? I, oh, I you told him. You told him you'd listen. Okay. Here we go. Hit and play now. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Oh shit. This isn't fucking Taylor Swift. God fucking damn it, Edgar. Come on. Petey, be quiet. Be quiet, Petey. I'm trying to listen to Taylor Swift. I wonder how old this guy is. Hello? Hey, Shireen. Um, hey, what's up? 
Can I ask you for a favor? I'm uh, I'm, I'm uh, helping out my friend Andrew. He has this great podcast, and he wants me to do a review of a Taylor Swift song. I was wondering if you could just, like, listen to the song for me. Andrew, I'm so sorry. I really tried. I tried. I know this is weeks, weeks late. You've been waiting for this clip for weeks. I tried. I tried to hit play so many times, but I couldn't do it. I'm so sorry, Andrew. But uh, yeah, any other low light? What, uh, what are some lowlights for you, Aaron? I sort of gave my lowlights away already, but it's pretty much just any song that isn't Taylor or Taylor and Haim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, all the features except for Heim. Yeah, except I did say that I like I I like the song Evermore okay, but I think also I feel pressure to like one of the ones with the dude singing. So I was like, "Mm, I guess I like Evermore. It's like always an editing thing for me with Taylor Swift. Like you have to drop two songs from every album, Taylor. Like that's what I want. 13. That's your thing. That's your thing. Your weird thing that you like to end with 13 (laughs) songs. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh. It, it's every album is just it gives me a little bit of fatigue to listen all the way through. It's just yeah, every you, album sure, is a little sure. too long. Yeah, and yeah. if if it's ever more to be cut, I also think because of that happiness is a low light for me too because it's no. also like. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but it's right after nobody, no crime. I love the lyric content yeah, of happiness. Yeah. Um, I think it's like content. Li- yeah, that's how humans speak. But yeah, I, I, I really like songs that are about like the decay of a relationship. Like, uh, have you ever heard um, the song Gold by Trixie Mattel? Was she in like uh, was she in You Need to Calm Down video? No, Trixie Mattel was one of the drag queens who was not in that, but is actually a good <laughs> singer. So uh, yeah. but they there's like it. I like songs that are about the decay of a relationship and they like make me really thankful for where I am in my relationship or like thankful for what I've had. Right. Um, but I, this is just a little too repetitive. It's a little too long. Uh, again, five minute song. Can't, can't handle it. My, my brain goes yeah. too long, too long. I think the song's so. great. Um, it's a nuanced view of a relationship and like a nuanced view. Like it is that maturation of Taylor of just like, Cause like so many of her early stuff were anthems about like how the guy was shitty, you know, just like, you know, like we are never, ever, ever, you know, that whole thing. Um, but like, this is like her saying like, um, you know, just like no one teaches you what to do when a good man hurts you and you know, you hurt him too. And also just like the raw nerve of just like, I hope she's a beautiful fool who takes my spot next to you. No, I didn't mean that. You know, like that's like just like how it's raw and how there's so many conflicted feelings about it. And also, I can't hate a song where like there's a fake orgasm joke in there. Just like um, and I pull my body into mine every goddamn every goddamn night. Now I get fake niceties. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. <laughs> it might not be, but like I think it, I think it is. Um, um. All right, so let's get into final thoughts and ratings. Uh, the way this works is we'll, you know, say why, you know, our final thoughts, our final summation of why we like or dislike this record, and then rate it out of ten. You know, ten blanks out of blank. Um, so, um, I'll go first. I love this record. I think this is one of my favorite Taylor Swift records of all time. It really grew on me because the first time I listened, I had no, it had no lasting impression on me. But like, this is the most poetic, deftly written and textured work she's done. And I'm, this feels like, you know, if folklore is folklore felt like the first therapy session and this feels like her 12th, you know, this feels like, okay, you know, now that I got that out of the way, like now I told my life story, like 
okay, now we can get into like some deeper stuff. Like, so like, it's also the first time she's ever like kind of revisited an era, you know, she always like, she always leaves them very quickly. of just like, I'm done being a snake lady, you know, like now pastels. So, and just like, it's like, there, there are very few bummers on this. There are few, there are very few like clunkers on this where even on the Taylor Swift records, I like there much more. Um, yeah, it's just like a great collaboration. And like, uh, I'm glad she did it. I'm glad she put it out. I think this is like cementing Taylor Swift as like, be as like a genuine, true, like artist that will have like a real important artistic legacy rather than another, than like a flavor of the month, like pop star that she could have been like, you know? So like, I think this is, yeah, I think this is great. I love this. So I'm going to give this, um, I'm going to give this 9.5 fake niceties. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, who would like to go next? Uh, I can go. And you may. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. Um, <laughs> I think, well, first of all, I think talking to you guys like makes me like it more, which I mean, I think it just means I'm impressionable, but. Um, <laughs> me too. I, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. I am excited to like, continue listening to this you know like uh, something that i love about taylor is like the re-listenability and i like re-listening yeah. to her albums a lot and i haven't done that in a while because honestly the like one-two punch of like reputation and lover like i was just sort of like okay well i'll listen to red in 1989 like you know <laughs> yes. mm -hmm. like that's what i did you know it's like those are the albums i'm gonna go and listen to so now i think i like having I like having this as a companion to folklore, which I still think I prefer for folklore, but I'll listen to Evermore more. Um, one fan theory that I have really latched onto is the thing about um, that they think it's three albums and it's going to be a, a musical. Like, it's my favorite theory. Like, just the idea of, like, she's actually writing three a three-album set to be a concept album to be turned into a musical. Wow. I like the I mean, idea that makes of sense. that. I, I would, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it would be dope. And I'm like, yeah, she should do that. Like go live for it. Theater, also like live theater needs it. Like live theater needs something. <laughs> like Totally. Totally. And it's like, I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. If, if we're not going to get an Amy Mann jukebox musical, which is what I want, then <laughs> let's do this. Um, so I, I enjoy, um, I enjoy that. And I'm excited about listening to Evermore ever more um but so i think my rating is an 8.5 dorothea's out of a possible 10 dorothea's by the way like my my big crit critique with this record why it's not a 10 is because um taylor swift doesn't mention uh the beauty and the beast song that was written for that movie called evermore you know where the beast is yeah. like that's so where David, good. The best part of David and the Beast. <laughs> where David Sims of The Atlantic calls the song I Am the Beast because that's all it is. Just like, I yes. am the beast. I am so sad. <laughs> just like, that's the song. <laughs> um, Aaron, uh, since you did not rate this album at least a nine, uh, I'm sorry, but Eliza Skinner will not think you're cool. <laughs> so, no! I know, oh, I know. No. I'm, I texted her just now, told her. So, um, and I, for one, have rated this a nine. I will rate this nine out of ten husbands wine glasses. Um, <laughs> I think 
I really enjoy this album. I have listened to it pretty much every day since it's come out, or at least a song from it. Uh, for Taylor Swift, I I'd counted her out time and time again, and she keeps coming back. And this album really did it for me. You much were the more. person that you were count like she was talking about when the people said people uh, counted her yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, not not to overestimate my impact, but think about that, guys. So, uh, but folklore, I. It kind of falls to the wayside for me, but ever, ever more, I really enjoy. And I'm really excited that it's a potentially three. I've not been really on that yeah. gossip train, but I hope so as well. We'll see. It's called more, more, we'll see. you know, <laughs> more, more, book more, lore, more, <laughs> Michael, more, Ever, more, <laughs> Mike, Mandy, more, 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 Michael, more, Michael, more. That's my favorite comedy. Bing, bing, bit. <laughs> Just like my, it's called Michael more. It has a uh, thrift shopping sequel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, what's your, like, oh yeah, you said your rating already. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I did it. I front loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, that was, this, is, this is a lovely time. Like, thank you so much, Aaron, for guesting on our show. This is so lovely. Yeah. Um, thank you. So, uh, you, you, I thought you were resisting saying thank you for having me. Like I really bit. did. I just, I had to <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, but uh, thank you so much. Uh, now we'll get into our. <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that, uh, and I did playlist. <laughs> All right, so um, I say it too fast every time. It's fine. Yeah, don't worry. Um, so now we'll uh, basically what we'll do here is we'll add a song to our Spotify playlist that people can listen to. Uh, you know, it could be a song you like. It could be a song. I guess it could be a song you dislike. But why would you do that? Um, <laughs> so. Um, uh, Michael, would you like to go first? Yeah, I would like to go first. So uh, this album, you know, it's like country album or relatively country album. It kind of, you know, I think a lot about Taylor Swift and, you know, I, I, we've been joking about like, you know, you need to calm down and her being a secret lesbian. But it does make me think about LGBTQ positive uh, like country artists. Um, and because of that, I love Casey Musgraves. I'll always talk about Casey Musgraves. So my song for the playlist is Follow Your Arrow by Casey Musgraves. Click. I love Follow Your Arrow. I think... Um, it, it's like one of the very, it was in 2013, you know, it has like a quip about like, uh, you know, kiss boys or kiss girls if you want to. It's like did really well at the CMAs. It's like uh, it was heralded as like a step forward in the right direction for country music. And I think it is. And it like I didn't really know Casey until she released Golden Hour. But I like listened back through her stuff and uh, I love Follow Your Arrow. So love her. I love Casey. All right, Aaron, we turn to you next. Songs that I always love are Carly Rae Jepsen or Casey Musgraves, really. Those are who I'm always listening to. And then I decided to instead go with the song that I can't stop singing right now. And it's because of TikTok. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to add Space Girl by Francis Forever. Wow. Click. Yeah. 
Um, no, it's just it's just a song that went viral on TikTok, you know, because um, the person who sings it, Francis Forever, um, I think their partner, you know, did a dance to it and the dance went viral. So then it's like there's just thousands and thousands of girls doing this little dance to the little snippet of the song and I get it stuck in my head all the time and so I was like this is the only appropriate song to add to this playlist because it's what I'm listening to because really like I'm not commuting anymore so it's like my listening to podcasts and music has gone down and so it's like it's TikTok TikTok is where I sit and listen to music so I'm like well It's like, it's either this or, um, I can't even think of another reference. God, it's, it's amateur hour to start a comment without a reference. (laughs) I'll get there. I'll get there. It's either this or I'll get there. I was like, I'll come up with it. Nope. Oh God. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, space girl. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good song. Uh, yeah. So, um, my pick, uh, I have two picks this week. Um, so my first one is, um, this, the song, uh, Dorothea really reminded me of Frank Ocean's record channel orange. Uh, like this whole record, like reminded me of that st- because that record is also about him just telling stories to convey his emotional truth and stuff like, uh, like vi- vignettes of like people's lives who are not him. My pick is, uh, Forrest Gump by Frank Ocean. Click. From the cigarettes Forrest Gump You run my mind, boy Running on my mind, boy Forrest Gump So, like, um, this song's great um, It's the conclusion to the record And it's just, like, him basically looking back On his, like, you know, relationship that didn't work out And that unrequited love that he had and it's from the perspective of Jenny from, you know, that movie. And like, it's basically him go Frank Goshen going like, you know, I'll never forget you. I'll never forget, you know, this will always be imprinted in my life. This like love and this goodness and this heartbreak and all that stuff. And this is for you. So that's really beautiful. And then my second pick is, um, you know, a Taylor song that I think is, you know, I think is the bridge between her pop era and now it's called um, new year's day by Taylor Swift. Click. Don't read the last page, but I stay when you're lost and I'm scared and you're turning away. I want your midnights, but I'll be cleaning up bottles with you. Um, so this song is great because it's just like, it's, and also just like, it's like, um, cause reputation, the, the promotion for that was such a circus and such like, a you know, like it was like, Ooh, you want a bad bitch? I'm the bad bitch, you know, or <laughs> doing that. Like, um, but like it's at the end of the record, she's like kind of like settled down and it's about Joe Alwyn just about like, you know, after the party, after the loudness of everything, I will clean up bottles of you on New Year's Day. You know, I am, I want to like do the boring work, you know, and it's so sweet. And also like um, Taylor Swift played this at, you know, when Jimmy Fallon's mother passed away, you know, he had a story about like how he would like squeeze his mother's hand just like three times to say, I love you. And she would do it back. 
And then like in the song, coincidentally, there's like squeeze my hand three times in the back of the taxi, just like that. And just like, it was a surprise for Jimmy. He wasn't, he didn't know about it. And that like really was emotionally effective. And Jimmy also talked about how, you know, he, he does the show cause he wants to make his mom laugh. And then the chorus, the bridge is basically like, um, I'm getting emotional. Just like, thinking I know about, like, me too. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> but like the idea of, you know, um, please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh I couldn't recognize anywhere of just like, and that, that like connecting to that. And like, so that just speaks to how like universal her music is. That just speaks to like how anyone can get anything. Anyone can get something meaningful from her music. And um, yeah, I think it's really beautiful. So all the songs great too. So um, yeah, that's my pick. So, okay. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Aaron Mallory Long. You, you were such a wonderful guest. Like, thank you. It's such a great this time. This was so and fun. You were, you were so nice. Like, to, absolutely. I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad. Like, I, I truly hope it is. Like, for guests and whatever. Um, but, um, Aaron, anything you would like to plug? Anything you would like, you know, uh, people to where people can find you or like uh, any shows you're working on or anything like that. Yes. Um, no, uh, <laughs> you can, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron Mallory long. Um, and, uh, I do, I have my podcasts where we talk about friends. So you can listen to that if you want. It's called best of friends podcast. And, um, I do this thing on Instagram where I'm watching Dawson's Creek and I do episode by episode recaps, video recaps, where you can see me jumping around, uh, like a lunatic. So if that's uh, something <laughs> that interests you, you can, uh, do that. Since, since the Olympics were canceled this year and exactly. you want to see some jumping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check it out. Um, so, uh, Michael, anything you'd like to plug any uh, socials and such? I have no projects to plug, but you can follow me at, at lemon taco, L I M E N T A C O on Twitter and Instagram. Hell yeah. Uh, you can follow the show at IBM on Instagram and Facebook. We might get a Twitter soon. I don't know. Uh, we, uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew a Lee. Um, that's uh, a U N D R E W L E E. Um, a L E E, whatever you can, you can look it up. It's going to be in the show notes. Leave me alone. Um, and <laughs> you're not going to be like typing this live. You're going to look at the <laughs> description and then click, click press the your link. finger on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I get, I get heated about this. Um, <laughs> you can email us at I've been meaning to listen to that at gmail.com. Uh, you can, Oh, uh, if you rate us on iTunes, we're going to donate for every rating we get on iTunes. We're going to donate $1 to for this month of February, uh, the Trevor project. So look out for that. Check it out. Um, and uh, yeah. So thank you so much, Aaron. This is such a great time. Uh, this is so fun. And to conclude, Oh, um, to conclude this episode, we'll uh, have a closing sentiment from Aaron. Three, two, one. She, she was, she was me, dude. Me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Aaron. Thank yeah, you. Uh, thank awesome. you so much, Michael. Have a good day. Oh shoot, we gotta we gotta like uh, play Aaron out. <laughs> Aaron was such a good guest. This was On really fun. We had a good time and we had a bunch of laughs. laughs. 
Jennifer Aniston shows on the show Friends. It's you can really also great see her to have her. The only Guess Apple on TV show. show. I'll be there for you. Listening to podcasts now. She'll be on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. I don't know the words. <laughs> to friends Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> All right, okay. thank you, everybody. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye. Click. Uh.